So this is Steve Lowry and Yvonne uh, Godfrey uh, on a bonus episode of the Great Trials podcast. And we are so pleased to have uh, Roxanne Barton Conlon uh, from Des Moines, Iowa on our uh, bonus episode. How are you doing, Roxanne? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you? Good, good. So, um, so Roxanne, we wanted to just uh, do a bonus episode to talk to you if, uh, just for a few minutes about your experience in uh, in politics. And we always try to make these bonus episodes about something that's of uh, of interest to, uh, you know, potentially young lawyers, to, to anyone. And, and you have had a, a, uh, a long history in, uh, in political involvement. And, um, you know, and so being a, being a trial lawyer is tough enough and then being involved in politics, uh, you have to have a very thick skin, I imagine. Well, you're supposed to have a very skin. I'm not sure that I do. <laughs> well, you know, what What I really want to know, and Nivon knows this about me, is that, uh, you know, I, I uh, am somewhat involved in politics. I try to I try to get involved. I try to support candidates. But uh, I have a tremendous streak of just picking the losing candidate. And uh, I just want to know, you know, like, uh, you know, how I don't know how to turn that around. I've told people who asked for my support, uh, you know, I said, I'm happy to give you my support, but just let me know that it's almost like the kiss of death. If I give you <laughs> if I give you money, you're probably not going to win. But uh, <laughs> so. um, well, talk to us, Roxanne, about your uh, about your background in politics. I, I, I mean, I should let all the uh, listeners know that you uh, not only have you been heavily involved in, in your party politics, but you actually uh, ran for governor of Iowa uh, back in 1982 and were a, um, a candidate for the Senate. So um, you have seen this from, from all sides. So, um, yes, I, yes, I've been the losing candidate. So <laughs> right. I, I have firsthand did, did, experience at did, that. I, did I give you money back in 1982, Roxanne? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, Roxanne, I'm so, I, I would love to hear you talk a little bit about why, you know, because I admire so much people who run for office and I find it, you know, so um, intimidating, I guess, because I think you have to give up so much to, um, you know, serve your constituents or even to, you know, to run for that office. What kind of motivated you or started you along that road to do that? In uh, 1981, I was finishing my term as United States Attorney for the Southern District of Iowa, and I had been involved in a number of high-profile cases. And um, no woman had ever been governor of Iowa. No woman had ever won any kind of statewide office in Iowa in 1982. And I was had been involved in politics since I was 16 in various party positions, president of the Young Democrats of Iowa, and things of that sort. And and it just seemed like a logical step. Besides, I was about to lose my job. Ronald Reagan had been elected president. And as I'm sure you're aware, uh, the United States attorneys serve at the pleasure of the president. And I did not please Ronald Reagan. And uh, he did not please me either, frankly. So, <laughs> so I was looking for a job, basically. And and uh, it, it became more of a cause than a than a, a campaign in, in many ways. We had thousands and thousands of volunteers. We had virtually no money. Uh, and, we, and we ran a very close race for governor of Iowa. And uh, it was, it, it, you're exactly right, Yvonne. It takes mo- much more. I had worked on so many campaigns. I thought 
I knew exactly how it felt and how it would be, but I did not because being a candidate is different than being a, a campaign worker. And, right. uh, you know, we spent, we sometimes would do 12 events a day from a plant opening at, you know, change of shift at seven o'clock at John Deere uh, until 11 o'clock change of shift at, uh, at Firestone. I mean, we worked seven days a week around the clock virtually around the state um, as before cell phones. And, and so it was a, uh, uh, we were lost all the time. No GPS, no cell phones. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was also about the most fun I've ever had in my life because I got out to meet uh, literally thousands and thousands and thousands of Iowans. And I really was inspired by that. And I think they, that lots and lots of the people who worked on my campaign went on to be public officials, went on to run for office themselves. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's just fantastic. And I guess, you know, it's something we don't really think about. I mean, um, uh, although, you know, when you put, you know, your name and your reputation on the line, which, you know, we do in a limited way as trial lawyers, um, but as a candidate, um, you know, how much work and sweat uh, goes into that. And then just, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, politicians certainly uh, sometimes, you know, for a good reason, get a bad rap and then, you know, for a bad reason, uh, get a bad rap. But, uh, but, um, you know, it is, it is really, you know, there's nobody in between you and, and everybody else and what they want to say about you. So uh, I, I imagine it's a incredibly brave thing to do and, and invigorating. It was very invigorating and, and it was much different than running in 2010. I was a democratic candidate for the United States Senate against Charles Grassley. And no one thought I could win, including me. But <laughs> but somebody had to step up. And uh, we had other things on the ballot that mattered a lot to progressives. And, and among the things on the ballot was the retention of three of the Supreme Court justices who decided the Varnum case, the marriage equality case. And they were under attack from far-right groups. And um, I still thought of myself as a young radical, though, that apparently is not how other people thought of me. <laughs> and I thought my presence on the ballot might be helpful in that regard. But it was a whole it was a whole different thing. The way that you run for office now is you sit on a chair and call people for money. Um, right. Much different than than in 1982. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and not nearly as challenging and not nearly as much fun. And, you know, uh, that that will be my last foray into into uh, uh, being a political candidate because it was just it was a it was kind of a horrifying experience, frankly. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I could see that you you put, you finally have your cell phone GPS, so you don't get lost to all these destinations. Yeah. Where you're <laughs> and now I don't have to go. Now they won't let <laughs> right. me go. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Roxanne, what if if um you know if you could speak to um, you know an up and coming lawyer and, and who's thinking about getting involved in politics? What what advice would you have for uh, for that person? It's very easy to get involved in politics. You just have to choose a candidate or choose a party and volunteer to help. There are many, many things, even in this electronic age, that need real human beings doing real things. You can write postcards. You can use social media. Uh, you, need, uh, you really don't need anything but a willing heart uh, and, and a commitment to a candidate or a cause. 
in order to get involved in politics. Don't hold back. Go do it. Um, we need every single human being who cares about this country and this world to be involved in politics, and, and the sooner the better. Yeah, I mean, those are important words. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if, if you guys heard up in Iowa, but down here in Georgia, we had a, a pretty big oh. uh, talk over whether or not everybody had the right to vote or was able to vote. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to necessarily make this into a political show, but it was, a, it was certainly a big issue down here. And, and the more people involved, the, the less likely that is to, to happen. Yes, that's exactly right. And, of course, there were uh, uh, voter suppression has become an enormous issue, and trial lawyers ought to be involved in it. I'm involved in it every year, but in, in Iowa, we don't, we have not had examples of that. We've had little examples of people people being denied at at a poll, and then we send somebody right away, and they're not denied anymore. <laughs> right. But but that is not what seems to be happening in other parts of the country, and the vote is such a precious right. It makes us a democracy, and we. You know, we have democracy endangered in a lot of ways right now, and we have to fight back. Yeah, and, and that's sort of, you know, I, I think that's one of the great messages, I think, from this, uh, this bonus episode is just that the, the importance of be, being involved, uh, not just to the, you know, all of the rights that, that we care about and want to make sure that our clients are protected and, and, uh, and have a right to a fair jury trial, uh, but also, you know, just uh, to everyday citizens, to just having their voice heard um, is, is so important. And, uh, and you've certainly been a shining example of that. Well, thank you. And I'll keep, I'm going to keep on doing it as long as I draw breath. <laughs> well, that is great. That is great. <laughs> Well, uh, I, this, has been, this has been a, a great uh, bonus episode, and, uh, and I just want to make sure all of our listeners know we have been talking to Roxanne barton Conlon. She is in Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, the name of her uh, law firm is Roxanne Conlon & Associates, and you can look her up at RoxanneConlonLaw.com. <laughs>